0: Welcome to another episode of the Guys Telling Stories podcast Welcome back
1: Welcome everybody
0: I'm Rich Douglas I am Bill Easton And our producer Sean's over there behind the glass He's working hard (laughs) There he is All right, guys. Well, if you're new to the show, welcome. And if you've been listening for a long time, thanks for tuning back in. As always, you can find us online at guys telling stories dot com and check us out on social media. We could use a couple more Facebook likes and, uh, you know, we're on Snapchat, Bill.
1: Just a couple more, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, just a few, please. Only a few. Yeah, we're on Snapchat. Yeah,
0: we're on Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram. So please check us out on social media. That is uh, much appreciated. We always love interacting with the fans there.
1: As always, when you go online shopping to Amazon, please go to GuysTellingStories.com. First, click on our Amazon link. That gives us a cut of your purchase. It doesn't cost you any extra. Amazon just writes us a check, and we love it. Thank Amazon. Thank stories.
0: Yeah, speaking of Amazon, we have a new offer, too, that we're promoting. It's free to you. It is called Prime Music. Basically, Prime Music is the only music streaming service with free two-day shipping. So that's unlimited on-demand streaming, they got curated playlists, personalized station, and it's all ad-free. Unlimited skipping. You can skip as many times as you need to, and it's playable on all your devices. Phone, tablet, Echo, computer, even Fire TV. If you're looking for streaming music, head to our website, guys and click on the Prime Music button. That's going to get you a free 30-day trial, and everyone can use a little bit more music in their life. Mm-hmm. It's free for you, and... If you click that little button, we get a cut of that.
1: All right, let's get to our Try at Home segment. For those of you that are still trying to figure out what that means, these are products that we have purchased ourselves on Amazon and use at home. Is that music? That's, That's why he's been back there the whole time. He's oh, nice music. Had a boy, Sean. Had a boy. I heard that last episode. Other <laughs> I did too. I didn't know what he was doing. I didn't say anything. All right. So yeah, we have these products. We use these products. We love these products. We are not endorsed by these products or anything. We just like telling you about them because we use them. Rich, what do you have?
0: All right, Bill. You know I have a misting system oh, outside yeah. I've been on there. the patio. Misting system is from Orbits, and basically it's this little tube that you put around an outdoor patio, maybe out on a deck somewhere, maybe if you've been working out, brawling, fighting, boxing, <laughs> kickboxing. See doing, what you're doing here. Doing some martial arts. This misting cooling system is great for the outdoors. It sprays this super fine mist and connects right to a standard garden hose out on the patio, We turn it on. It cools the temperatures by about 10, 15 degrees, and it's easy to use. There's no special tools required, and I just love it. It cools off the whole patio right away. Basically, it creates a curtain of mist in your outdoor space. So, head to our website, guystellingstories.com. Check out the pictures of the misting cooling system, and I'll even post a little video of ours, and you can see us using it and uh, see what the patio looks
1: like. We should have done this a lot earlier in the summer. It was a hot summer. Oh, it's still hot, Bill. <laughs> Speaking of Bill, what do you got for try at home? Oh, my gosh. I don't know what, what took me so long to do this either. You know why? Because it's football season. It is football season. It is time to tailgate. And what I have is the hitch safe. You heard it. Hitch, like car hitch, tow hitch, hitch safe. Okay. It turns the back of your car into a little safe. So you can lock things up. Rich, what is worse than losing your keys? I don't know. What's worse than losing your keys? Losing your keys when you are out of town. Oh, yeah. That's So terrible. hanging out in West Virginia, going to a football game, going to a game, you just you lose things. It's a great game. Having a great day. Having some beers. Going to the game. No problem. Everything's great. You come out to find that you don't know where your keys are. Did they get thrown in the truck when you were throwing everything away? All of that stuff. This is the solution to any time you lose your keys. Better than what you have with the magnets underneath the car, those things fall off, people can steal them. This has a lock, you dial up the combination, it opens, you slide it open, and you have your spare key inside the hitch. Also, if you want to go leave something else in there, anything you want to leave, money, credit cards that you don't want to bring somewhere, it locks up in your hitch, and no one knows it's there because it's got a cover. So check it out on Amazon the Hitch Safe. You'll you'll thank me for it later. Yeah, if you like the sound of Bill's Hitch Safe,
0: who doesn't like that peace of mind securing those keys or my misting system which it cools you off in the privacy of your own home. Head to our website and check out the try at home tab. We always post pictures of what these products look like and little videos or cool little links to the Amazon site where you can check them out. And if you like what you see, purchase them. Much appreciated. We get a cut of that.
1: Yes, we do. Nice music, Sean.
0: All right, guys, let's get to our guests. Bill, Guys Telling Stories is a storytelling podcast, and Mm -hmm. we have never talked to an MMA fighter.
1: No, never.
0: Mickey Gall. Mickey Gall is a fighter out of New Jersey, and he's been in the news quite a bit lately because he called out a mega superstar who held the belt in the WWE for well over a year. A lot of people know his name, CM Punk.
1: Yeah, this is going to be fun. This is, um, I'm wondering if UFC is trying to take a page out of the uh, WWE um, script of how they use these type of promotions to get new viewers and, and promote their fighters.
0: Yeah, try to follow us here. We interviewed filmmaker Rory Karf. Now, Rory had two shows going on. Mm-hmm. He was filming Evolution of Punk, which was CM Punk, training for his first UFC fight. And he also was filming Looking for a Fight with Dana White. Now, while that's happening, these two worlds collide because Mickey Gall has his first professional fight and Dana White is there filming, looking for a flight.
1: Yes, it's pretty funny. It's pretty cool. And we kind had, of coincidental for us, too.
0: Yeah, so after this interview with Mickey Golf, you want to go back and check out Roy Karf's interview? He tells some great, hilarious stories. That guy hangs out with everybody. But let's get to Mickey. I, I can't wait to give him a call. He said he's training right now. We're going to talk to him while he's driving.
1: Oh, boy. Hope this his, works.
0: To his training. Yeah. You know what? But we'll, uh, we'll hopefully ask him about everything that's happened in the past year and look ahead to the upcoming fight against CM Punk and maybe what he has in
1: store for the future. And if you hear about 45 seconds without any sound, it's because he's going through a tunnel.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, let's do it. Let's give Mickey a call. Mickey, welcome to the show.
2: What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, not too much, man. I know we, uh, we had to connect while you're, you're driving to train, right? Is that right?
2: Yes, sir. I'm on my way right now. Going to Grayson, New Jersey.
0: Yeah, how long is that commute?
2: Ah, uh, depends. About thirty minutes. Okay. Thirty, oh. thirty-five.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to do a little research. It sounded like you're in the car quite a bit, headed to training, basically, <laughs> like a bunch of times a day.
2: Yeah, man, two times a day, Monday to Friday. Wow.
0: Awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's quite that quite Me the too. schedule. Me too. Me <laughs> too. No <laughs> way. <laughs> No, Mickey, I'm being, I'm being honest with you. I ran a mile today, and uh, my wife texted me. She's like, hey, how's your day? And I was like, yeah, I ran a mile. She's like, She sent all these um, like emoticons. like, good job, 10 out of 10. I was like, I had to stop three times. <laughs> 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 it, was my, it was my first you mile. <laughs> you It was my first mile in a while, though. Oh, so, uh, yeah, man. Good for you. No, no. So, you know, what I wanted to do is take the listeners back maybe, I don't know, about like a year, maybe two. I might have my timelines off, but... I was curious if you could just start off by telling us about that first uh, pro fight where you were calling out CM Punk when uh, Dana White was there for that looking for a fight show.
2: Yeah. Um, So I was set to have my pro debut, um, I think it was November 21st, uh, 2015. And about a month before, I got a call from the, the owner of the promotion, Frankie Perez, and he's like, He's like, "Hey man, I got big news." Uh, and I, I'm—I already had like—I've always had a problem with opponents pulling out and stuff. So I, I was nervous, like, "Oh shit, what now?" Here we go. Here comes another. an uh, hour, a month out, and another guy's gonna pull out. Right. He's like, nah, man, I got big news." He's like, "Dana White's gonna be at the fight."
1: Oh. And I was like, "Oh man, oh,
2: that's, man. that's huge." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I <clears throat> I wasn't sure how to take that because I was like, I mean, yeah, I'm so I'm 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 zero zero. I'm gonna be one zero after this fight. How do I make the most out of Dana White being on my fight? He's probably not going to be on my next fight or my next, you know, five fights. Right. So I was like, all right, there's this one guy in the UFC, CM Punk. He's 0-0. I'm going to be 1-0. That's a like record. So immediately when I got off the phone with Frankie, I was like, oh, I'm going to call out CM Punk after I I beat this dude.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a no-brainer, right? The wheels were
2: turning, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it came right to me right away.
0: Yeah, but it takes some balls to actually, like, grab that mic because, like, I'm thinking, like – Unless, correct me if I'm wrong, does somebody grab the mic after every fight and always yell something? You know what I mean? Like, are they always calling somebody out?
2: No, usually people get on there and they'll be like, guys, to thing, my friends, and family, and, you know, they'll, they'll probably do like a God thing, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it got quiet. It got real quiet. We watched it. It got, like, everyone paid, it was complete attention to you when you made the announcement, at least on the on the show. Uh, it, was, yeah, it was cool. I had
2: a... I had a big. I don't know if you saw the thing. I had I had a lot of people. I had over a hundred people. I sold over a hundred tickets for that fight. Wow! Everyone was in the orange t-shirts. Uh, I've always had great support from my family and friends, and I, I really think that you know played a big, a big part of um, the, the attention I got and the reason why I'm in this uh, position. I'm in now this great position, you know.
0: Yeah. I was wondering where we can get one of those t-shirts. I was like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: uh, they're all sold out, man. You saw many and he had them, but, uh, we're going to, I plan on uh rerunning a bunch of, uh, of like uh, the old shirts that we've made and, uh, you know, putting them out online uh, after this fight. Yeah, you should. It's
0: Definitely. a smart idea. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. You know, just- you gotta strike while the iron's hot and get some uh, get some merch out there for sure. Yes, sir. You know, but moving a lot moving ahead a little bit, you just you didn't get your wish right away. Dana didn't come up, shake your hands and say, He's all yours. You know, you, you basically had to I think he was in the bathroom. <laughs> no, that was oh, the okay. other guy. <laughs> Dana was Yeah, that was
2: Sarah. Sarah said he was gonna wipe his ass with my t shirt. <laughs> oh, that's bullshit.
0: <laughs> I was like, I was like, all right, man. Well, but so, so they cut to you know he says he's interested, and and you had another fight. Was it just what was it three four months later?
2: Um, that so this this is the crazy thing. What happened was I I so that happened, and it's about a month later, and nothing really came of it. I was like, oh, I guess you know it was cool to fight in front of Dana, or whatever. You know, I'm looking for, I was looking for another fight regionally, uh, at like a local promotion like CFF series or Dead Serious again. And then I'm watching the UFC. I'm watching Lawler versus um, Condit with my dad. And all of a sudden, they start showing like a clip for the Dana White looking for a fight. And I was like, oh, hey, look, this is what they were filming at, um, at, at my last fight. And all of a sudden, it's me talking on the UFC pay-per-view. <laughs> like, no one said a word to me about this. I didn't, I, I didn't know anything about this. Me and, my, our, me and my dad's mouth dropped open. We're like, what the fuck? We like we paused it. We recorded it on our phones and shit. Like,
0: <laughs> that's great. Um,
2: yeah, it was nuts, man. Because they don't they don't tell you anything. So I you know I found out, and then after I saw that, I'm like, man, there's got to be a reason. They're not just gonna do this for nothing, right? So I got on Twitter and I you know I I uh, I, I asked you know I went on Twitter and asked CM Punk to fight me. Um, <laughs> yeah, did and, he, what, did, and, what did he say? <laughs> He didn't say anything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he didn't say anything. Yeah. It got like it got like mad retweets, but he, he didn't say anything. But I hear
0: it. You know, it's like you said. You're sitting there with your dad watching watching a fight, and all of a sudden, your face shows up on this was uh, this pay per view, and so it's crazy. So, so what happens? All, all of a sudden, you know, does somebody give you a call like the next week, and, and and the ball starts rolling, or what?
2: Yeah. So that that week, right after that, that was a Saturday night. I started to you know going online and. You know, social media was going a little crazy for me. Which, uh, you know, I, I'm not much of a social media person. I've gotten better at it, but you know, so it was a new experience. And then um, at the end of the week, I believe it was Saturday, I was at Miller Brothers MMA, and I, uh, I was hanging out with uh, with Jim Miller and Rich Petishnock after practice. And I get a call from my dad uh, through Mike Constantino, the owner of MMA Fight Club. He got in touch with Joe Silva. Who got my dad in touch with Dana White, and Dana told my dad uh, that they want to bring me in to fight this guy Mike Jackson, and if I win that, I fight CM Punk. Okay. So we're, I, I was like, my, like my my dad didn't even ask me. He was like, oh, you're he's like you're fighting February sixth. <laughs> he called me he's like you're fighting February sixth. I was like, cool, sounds good.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> we had well, we had an extra. Uh, Forty-five seconds today, so we watched that fight. We did
0: watch that fight. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was a, it was like a ten-minute clip. I was like, "Oh, okay." And then all of a sudden, you watch, it, and it's like the walk in, and it's like that it was, it was over before it began. We just like that was it. Oh man! <laughs> but you you seemed you seemed poised and ready to go. How was that? How was that experience for you? I guess in the octagon,
2: I felt amazing. I, you know, I'd always heard about UFC jitters and like you know the adrenaline dump and people. Underperforming, and I was there's was no way I wasn't allowed that to happen. I, I so I was talking with a sports psychologist. Um, I was talking to this guy, Dr. Lee Monday. who I'm, I'm actually, you know, I'll, I'll see him today. Um, and I, I was just working on staying present and just staying in the moment, you know, just not, not like just, you know, just different techniques of just, just staying relaxed. Uh, you know, you get nervous before the fights and stuff. But it's all, it's all kind of silly because, you know, you're not fighting yet. I'm not in the cage yet. So I, so I was just trying to stay present, just think about that. Um, and, I, yeah, I felt amazing, man. That's exactly where I wanted to be. I, I, you know, I, I got into sports. So I wanted to be in the UFC. And I, I plan on taking that. You know, I, that has made me more confident for this next fight. I know, you know, the lights don't get to me. They don't, they don't get to me like that. I, I perform better. I step up for that. And, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm so excited to, to fight again September 10th.
1: That's great. Did yeah. you know that CM Punk was coming into the ring after the fight?
2: I did. I well, I had an idea, I like. I was told that was that was like the original plan. They were going to make it a surprise, but then somehow it got leaked. So I, I wasn't sure if they were still going to do it. But uh, I originally the plan was to bring him in and have like a little face off.
1: What do you guys? What do you? What'd you talk about? Like, was it? Um, you know, you you don't hear it on the fight. You just kind of see you guys mouthing, and it looked friendly.
2: Yeah. Um. It. You know, it, what, what was said was he was like, like, I was like, I right, said, so what's up? He was like, he was like, congratulations, uh, nice and quick, that's the way you want to do it. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm going to keep that going. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's
2: great. And then, and then I just, I just smiled. Like, I, I, I and then we like smiled shook hands. He was like, we'll see. And, yeah. You know, we were, we were just, you know, teasing a little bit, but yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be able to fight him, man. That's a, that's a nice fight. That's a nice fight for any MMA uh, fighter.
1: Yeah, and, and what you've done over your last two fights here is I think made it also a nice fight for him um, and for the show, which is, which is great.
2: Yeah, it's not going to be a
0: nice fight for him. He's wow. going to be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> we were watching, uh, it was at the end, of, I think it was Mike Jackson's fight, you said something. Uh, like, do you remember what it was? Oh, oh I remember. He me. doesn't. You were like, feed me, I'm hungry. Then you. Uh, said what did you say? Uh, I like punching people in the faces. Yeah. <laughs> I like choking them out.
2: <laughs> 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 yeah, punch people in the head, choke them out. Yeah.
0: That's, that's, that's another good t-shirt for you right there. Throw that on the back. <laughs> that's,
2: that's It's funny that you say that, though. There's one already printing love
0: that, it had it neck. I love it. I love it. That's great. Well, Mickey, if you don't mind, we always like to take the listener back to to the beginning. You know, was uh, was you know anybody in the family uh, in the in the fighting business, or you know how did you know family influence you when you were first getting going? You know, any good stories uh, from back in the day?
2: I grew. I grew. Up, I have you know mom and dad. With my dad's Kevin Gall. My mom's Jean Marie Gall. My parents. Uh, they're divorced. I have my sister Jamie who's like my best friend. Um and then I and now I have two uh I have two baby sisters. My dad remarried and I have two baby sisters. So yeah, family is a big uh thing with me. It's 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 nice, man. They're I I, I love the heck out of them. It you know, it gives me a lot of uh you know, I, I've always I've always had a lot of support and a lot of great um, you know, people in my life. I'm trying to think, I you know, my dad I never had anyone who was really in a fight. Okay. Uh Okay. My dad was a great athlete. He uh he he tried out for the Giants. He was a good uh, a good football player. Um and my mom was my mom was like a track star. So I, you know I, I come from a, from a good a good breed.
0: Right,
1: right.
2: Uh and yeah, I, you know, stories, man, they were just always supportive. I, I I'm I'm lucky for that. There's a lot of guys in the fight game who you know, I had to scratch and claw and do this and that. You know, I, 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 I was relatively comfortable growing up. Well, I, was, I was comfortable growing up. You know, I, I had a nice family. Um, and I, I think that kind of makes me more dangerous. You know, I, I, yeah. I had that support. I had that support and I have the, the drive like, that's within me the, and my work ethic. And then I, I also had like, the means and the resources around me. So I think that, that makes me more dangerous. My, like my, my mom or my dad would drive me to, to boxing when I was 13 on Saturday mornings at, like, 6 in the morning. Um, you know, once, once the first day I got my license, I drove to jiu-jitsu.
0: Yeah, right. Uh, but
2: they, used, they used to have to drive me there. You know, I, I was always, this is always, you know, my thing.
0: No, the, and the reason I ask is we've been talking to a ton of athletes, people who are making it to, you know, the, the Olympic trials, even even people making it to the Olympic Games. And, you know, it, you're you're always curious, you know, how how family plays into that. And it seems like, if they're if they're willing to drive you to practice or or you know like let you use their car uh, and they just sort of like let you let you kind of take that path you want to take you end up uh, it ends up being more valuable than you realize in the moment so yeah a lot of love and support man absolutely well I, w- I would not consider myself a fighter by any means but to share a story with you my, my what i would consider my maybe first and only fight was fourth grade richard russell smacked me in the face on the playground and we're Damn it, we're, richard. <laughs> we're playing our uh we're playing you know tag football and i didn't know what to do so i just smacked him back and then he just stared at me and i stared at him and then we both just walked away because i think we were too afraid of getting in trouble, and we ended up we ended up becoming like best friends. You know, what about what about uh, you guys, Bill? You, what, you ever get well, into? I,
1: I took a punch on a basketball court because <laughs> I was dumb enough to hip check somebody who was dribbling the ball instead of playing defense, and he didn't like it, and he got up and smacked me in the face. Did you throw throw no, back at him? No, it no. was my fault. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a fighter. No, I'm not a fighter.
3: I, I took the punch well
0: though. Uh, Sean, any fights to think about? Uh, my
3: my favorite probably. the most realistic first fight. We used to do something called locker boxing. You put on your lacrosse helmets and your lacrosse gloves, and you you go at it. And there was one kid nobody would fight. He was a, a year older than me in school, and he was just like the kid with the biggest muscles and most athletic kid. And I was like, I'll fight him. I've been fighting you know my older brothers all my life, so I really wasn't afraid. And nobody won the fight, but we traded the entire time. And after that, I got a lot of respect from everybody who was watching. They were like, "Whoa, don't mess with Sean! Like, uh, <laughs> he can he can keep up with that kid. Nobody else wants to mess uh, with him." So that was pretty. It was fun.
0: Well, Mickey, bringing it around to you, you know, for uh, from growing up, maybe it was high school, college, anything like that. You know, what would you consider your first uh, fight? You know, like outside of you know, amateur, or professional.
2: In the summers, my uh, my grandparents, they uh, their house was a. Uh down the shore in uh, Long Beach Island, which is a—it's uh, a nice uh, little like shore town in uh, LBI. It's not—it's not the Jersey Shore you see on MTV, right? But you know, it's—it's it's the Jersey Shore. It's a real Jersey Shore. Um, and down there, this is this is probably my my first fights probably came with this kid who's like my neighbor down there. This kid, uh, Charlie Herrera. So I see all the time. I still see him down there. He's like he lives two hours away from me. He was like a couple years older than me, and, and uh. And it was big as heck. He's, he's probably over 300 pounds now. Um, <laughs> and we, man, we used to yeah, we used to have some, some epic little wars growing up. Like, we, we'd we be best friends, and then we'd get into a fight, and then, you know, we, we'd probably both go away, like, crying, and then we'd come back and we'd be friends again. I can't remember a particular first fight, but it was probably with, with uh, my buddy, Charlie.
0: Yeah, those ones are always fun. And Sean mentioned the, you know, like, uh, just, you know, playing around with neighborhood kids, brothers, stuff like that's fun. I mean, when you decide to start taking it uh, more seriously and technique and training comes into play, it's a whole other story. But I just love hearing, like, the childhood stuff. So, you know, um, if you don't mind, we'll move you ahead a little bit. You, you're you like a well-educated guy. You went to college, right? Graduated?
2: Yeah, I went to, that's where my last fight, my last street fight happened, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was, uh, I, yeah, I went to Rutgers, uh, which is in New Jersey. Uh, I, I graduated four years. I would, I would, man, I would go to, uh, I would train like two times a day, even, even in college. I drive to, uh, I drive to, uh, Grace, New Jersey, where I'm headed right now. And I go to AMA Fight Club and I practice in the morning and then I go to whatever class I can make it to. Uh, and then I, and then I go to practice again at night. But, uh, yeah no i i yeah i you know school was never my favorite, but it was important to my family that i uh went to college and stuff so i you know I got in there and did what I needed to do to get by and you know graduate with good enough grades
0: oh right on yeah, so yeah you know moving it a moving it ahead what's the uh what's the past year been like for you then i just i can only imagine you know one of the connections to us is we just talked about your first professional fight, your uh debut, and that show looking for a fight was being filmed there. We we were actually talking to the the, the director of that Rory Karf, and th- those two worlds are kind of like coming together. So, you know, have you been being filmed at all for this upcoming fight?
2: Yeah, um, I, the ev- the evolution of Punk show. The first two episodes have aired the past two Mondays. I'm going to be on the next two episodes. They came out in a. Oh, I know they're filming a little bit out there. They use some for looking up, looking for the fight, and uh, I think they are going to use some for the for this show. And then they came out to Jersey with me and uh, and filmed with me for two days. So I think you know, i the i the. I think the last episode I'm going to be pretty uh, heavily featured in.
1: That's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting.
3: Yeah. It sounds like you've been at it forever, man. You mentioned boxing classes, you know, at the age of thirteen, jiu-jitsu classes at the age of sixteen. It sounds like this is years and years in the making. It sounds like you're ready for this.
2: Yeah, man. I I, I was born to do this. I I love this. This is you know. I get to I get to you know play war with my friends all day, and then I get to go beat someone up in front of a bunch of
3: people. It's it's, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I bet, man. Yeah,
1: that's cool. You you're, you have it together for twenty four. Also, I know that that's a little young. Is that something? um you know your 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 next opponent's 37 he's been in the wrestling world but in front of a lot of people and 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 may have a little bit of experience um with that what is do you have a do you have any game plan for someone you're fighting who's a lot older is it do you change much i guess compared to your other two fights or you just go at it no i just you
2: know i've improved a lot of things since the last fight i you know i've been on the shelf for I don't know, about six months, you know, I haven't, I haven't had a fight and I've, I've really made the most of this time. I've, uh, I put on muscle, put on weight. I'm stronger. I bought, like the version of me that fought that you guys watched win in 45 seconds. I bodied that dude up now. I beat that guy. I'm you know, I'm better (laughs) than I I beat myself from, uh, six months ago or whenever it was.
1: Just don't punch yourself in the
2: face. Say again?
1: Don't punch yourself in the face. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Oh.
2: Nah, nah. But uh, yeah, I you know, I, I cleaned up a lot of stuff and I, uh, you know, I, I yeah, I don't plan on, I don't really, the game, you know, the, there's not much film to go on with this guy. And even, even so, the the plan is to force my game on him. I'm not gonna, there's not much I need to change on my opponent's account. You know, I, I, I plan on going in there making him fight my fight, putting a pace on him that he can't keep up with. And then, you know. I, I'm, I'm gonna. I, I play. I think what's gonna happen is I'm gonna hit him. I'm gonna hit him hard. Drop him. Just like all my fights, man. And if he stays awake, I'll, I'll you know break something off or choke him out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, Mickey, you it it sounds like you got a, a good crew that you're training with. Um, you, know, you guys have been at it for years. It, it, what's what would you say is like the difference between, you know, a guy like you, the guys you've been training with, and then somebody that is a little less experienced, somebody that's only been training like you know basically a year and a half, two years.
2: It's a, it's, it's a world of difference. Um, it's, it's not even. It's, you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard to say. It's almost like he's been. I've been speaking a language. I'm an eight year old. I have an eight year old vocabulary, and he has a two year old's vocabulary.
0: <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. You know,
2: and and yeah, he's he's older, and I guess has more life experience. But I, I got all the experience in this world. I, I have, you know, I have, I have five fights under my belt. I should have had more. I've had fights fall through the night of. I've had, you know, opponents pull out like crazy in my amateur career. Uh, so yeah, I, you know, I've been I've been I've been around this game for a while. I've been training with some of the best guys in the world. I've been training with Jim and Dan Miller for, since I was nineteen. Uh, Charlie Brennerman. I just a lot of studs, man. I, right now, I got I have a young crew of guys. I got like, uh, you know, the guy who I've been training with, Billy D. Williams. I. My buddy uh, John Romero, El Raboli, my main training partner. Some young guns. You're just, you know, you'll, you'll be hearing them soon. You'll be That's hearing cool. about them soon. You know, yeah. Got a good crew.
0: Yeah, well, that sounds that sounds awesome. I mean, it's good to give those guys uh, like a little bit of a plug too, because, like you said, when we start hearing their names, it's like you know you heard it here first. So I like that. Yes, sir. Awesome. Well, you know, Mickey, we always like to ask about a struggle or an obstacle. If you want to, you know, think back as far as you feel comfortable. Is there something that you had to overcome that you're better for now
2: um, yeah, you know what there's something uh, i I never really talked about in the past, but uh we're kinda we're out with some stuff now my uh like I said before my uh my i mean and this is more i guess her struggle than mine but my my best friend in the world my sister jamie she um she's now in I think it'd be two years and a month sober of uh, some drugs and alcohol. She had a she had a serious uh, drug problem, and it, it was you know it was close. There's some times when I thought you know I was gonna lose my sister oh, man. and you know lose my best friend and stuff, and uh, you know it. That, I guess you know that my training would kind of would, would help me. That was it was therapeutic to me. I I'd throw myself in there and when I'm trying not to get punched or trying not to get choked. Uh, you can't you can't think about your your problems. You know it's very therapeutic from from that standpoint. And uh, yeah, like I said, man, she's she's now two years uh, over two years sober, uh, killing it, doing jujitsu. Like she's 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 doing great. She helps me out a lot, and she's uh, very happy and healthy, which is you know means the world to me.
0: No, no, that's. Uh... That's like honest of you to mention, but also that's just great to hear. Congrats, yeah, congratulations, to yeah, her that's, for doing that. that's really good. Thank you. You know, you mentioned the sports psychologist, Dr. Lee, before. Is was was he somebody that was helping you during that that like struggle or obstacle?
2: Nah, no, nah, I, I kind of I only started with uh, with Dr. Lee um, before my last fight. Okay.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah,
2: no, I, I I never liked that that. I I never really liked it before. The uh you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of like programs like Al Anon and diff- different things, but I yeah, I uh no, I never I don't, I don't really like that stuff. <laughs> you know, yeah, got, fighting was my own
3: therapy. Yeah. yeah, training must have been real valuable for you then, you know, just because, like I said, you know, when you're trying not to get hit in the face for, you know, however long you're sparring or you're trying to do as many burpees or sit ups while someone's punching you in the stomach, you <laughs> don't really have time to think about anything else. Uh, yeah. at all. Absolutely. So that's pretty, uh, you know, it's good advice. Find that thing, you know, for anybody. You know, it doesn't have to be fighting for anybody out there. I know I took up skateboarding as a 21 year old and I couldn't think about anything else. Because if you did, you'd fall down, and if, when you're riding a skateboard, you don't want to fall down. It hurts. So it's like yeah. it's the perfect thing to just clear your head.
2: Yeah, that, that's that's a that's a yeah, exa- exactly.
3: Yeah. yeah,
0: and I and I ran a mile today, <laughs> 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 and, and it was the perfect way to clear my head. But it was, I got <laughs> it's really not the same thing, but I guess. You got to take that first step. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, man, I'm
2: proud of
0: you. I'm proud of you. <laughs> uh, I'm going to put that on a t shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Mickey Bell yeah. proud of me. Oh. Well, you know, if we look ahead, uh, of course, as a fighter, as somebody in a competition, you never want to look too far ahead, but we always like to ask, you know, what's one thing that's uh, currently exciting you, uh, you know, looking ahead?
2: Oh, man, just so much. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, like you said, I- I'm not. You know, I'm not looking past his opponent, but yeah, I, like I, I'm, I've been training for him like he's a, a world champion. I, I want to be able to get in there and show the best version of myself. And uh, you know, Cam's getting to the end of it now, and I, I'm very proud of the work I put in and what you know what we've done over this time, me and my team. Um, but yeah, man, there's a lot of exciting things going on. I, I can't wait to fight the real, the real killers of the UFC, the real, you know. For lack of a better word, the real motherfuckers, the real you know, the tough guys. I, I want to fight them. I want to get right. the wars. I want to get you know, I, and 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 eventually you know, although, yeah, you know, yeah. I I just want to I want to be you know my dream is to be a UFC fighter, and UFC champion. So I'm looking forward to being a UFC champion.
3: Hell yeah, man! I'm a big fight fan, so I'm gonna be real excited. You know, having talked to you now, having a little personal connection, watching you kick some ass out there. Oh, thanks, bro. Absolutely. Yeah, he we he
0: had me watching the the last pay per view, and it was it was uh, <laughs> it was incredible. A bloodbath. Yeah, I mean, I was just like, oh man, we got to watch all of these. Yeah. You know what I mean? So
2: it's it's the best sport in the world. All the other sports, like like I love football growing up. I was captain of my football team in high school. I like, but when you think about it, like that's all simulated war. Like we're you know you're on this side, I'm on this side. Don't let them get here. Basketball, we're gonna put this ball in the hoop. But really, what we're all—we're just simulating war, and this is this is the most pure sport. It's war. It's two people going in there, and the bet, you know, and and the most interesting thing that can happen in like a hockey game is when they start fighting. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's all this is. It's it's the most pure sport. I love it. I'm I'm very thankful for it.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, let's uh, right off into the sunset. You know, Mickey. Anybody that's looking to kind of take that first step, or any advice you'd give uh, to somebody that you know hasn't done it yet?
2: Uh, you know, go do a jiu-jitsu class, go to, but jiu-jitsu is great, it's fun, uh, yeah. just throw yourself in there, man, and, and you know what, in jiu-jitsu, a lot of people are just, they're just kind, like, there's a lot of nerds who do jiu-jitsu, and are, are killers, you know what I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it's fun, yeah. the, the thing with jiu-jitsu is, like, you get to, you have submissions, so you get to a point where someone's in a submission, you tap out, and you, like, I remember the first, in my first few weeks, I get tapped out, like, eight, ten times a class, at least right um and it, it's just it's like playing a virtual reality video game you get in a in a position where your arms going to break or you're going to get choked out you tap out you just hit reset and then you you go back and you do it again and you just get to, you you get the practice without punching each other so there's no you know you, you, there's, there's rarely blood and and you know you're not getting brain trauma or anything like that black eyes you know it's 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 really fun i really can't recommend Gracie jiu jitsu enough
0: okay yeah, that's Great. good advice. And you're right too. I'm thinking of like these, like, these like cut, you know, ripped guys walking in thinking they're like the coolest guy. And you get this nerdy guy over there <laughs> who like probably has never had a girlfriend or something and he could just wreck you. He could just you know wreck what, man? It,
2: it, it keeps everyone's egos in check because no right. matter how big and tough you are, your first day in there, you're getting tapped out by anyone who wants to tap you out. Anyone who's been there for a year, they're tapping you out. I don't care who you are. It, it's a, it's, pick the biggest guy in the world if the rock comes in i'm tapping his ass out 10 times if i want it yeah right (laughs) you know so you know it keeps it really keeps and then the people who can't deal with that like the assholes they they get phased out because they can't their ego can't handle that it really it's a good check on your ego
0: uh, right on right on well Mickey this has been great and, and I know we we got to get going because you have you have the train so I want to be respectful of, of your time but I'd love to talk to you again uh, you know follow up with you after the fight and 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 see see where things are headed you know six months a year it's it's uh, pretty exciting stuff
2: yeah anytime guys yeah actually I'm just pulling into the parking lot now but yeah anytime you guys want to talk let me know I really appreciate you guys having me on. you know uh,
0: Mickey we forgot to ask you up front so we'll mention it in the intro but can you plug that social media just one time
2: sure um at mickey gall just just my name on everything m-i-c-k-e-y-g-a-l-l mickey like the mouse
0: all right well mickey this has been a great much appreciated thanks for the time guys this has been another great episode of guys telling stories i'm rich douglas i'm bill easton i'm sean all right till next time mickey gall mickey gall all right what an episode bill yeah that was fun yeah i'm excited
1: for mickey gall yeah me too I'm excited for the fight, too. I'm pretty excited for the fight. We should go watch the fight somewhere.
0: Yeah, we're definitely going to check this out. I was even thinking we should make some Mickey Gall t-shirts. Uh, I, gotta, I definitely <laughs> want to run that by him, though. Wait a minute,
1: wait a minute. I'm not, I'm not getting dressed up for it.
0: Uh, Mickey Gall, if you're listening to this, we'd love to make some uh, Mickey Gall. Mickey Gall is proud of me t-shirts. Uh, but I, Punch head, choke neck. No, he's making that one. He said that. Oh. That's his. No, I want my own shirt, Guys Telling Stories t-shirt. Mickey Gall is proud of me.
1: He is proud of you. Yes, he is. <laughs> Because you ran an eight-minute mile today. (laughs) I wish it was eight
0: minutes. Well, if you like what you heard, you can go back and check out a few of the past episodes, too, Bill. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, we had Christopher Harris last week. It's not too late to check up on your fantasy football.
0: And also our episode with Rory Carf. Yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah, he's he's a mastermind behind looking for a fight and evolution of punk. And those worlds have collided and... That's why I think, in a lot of ways, uh, we were talking to Mickey Gall today.
1: That's why we're all here. Yeah, Larry so, Carve.
0: Guys, as always, you can help the show by subscribing on iTunes and you know checking us out on social media.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Until next time, I'm Rich Douglas. I'm Bill Easton.